Welcome to The Hammer, where we hit the nail on the head with insights from the world of Canadian renovation and custom home contracting. This special episode of The Hammer is brought to you by Western Retail Lumber Association. I'm your host, Caitlin Secord. This week, we are joined by Liz Kovac of, to discuss Western Retail Lumber Association's Let's Go Build program, as well as their take on the recent labor market updates. So without further ado, Liz, tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for having us on today. Uh, I've been with the WRLA for almost seven years. Uh, I have a background in kinesiology, which has nothing to do with this industry, but I'm one of those good examples of people who found out about it by accident and obviously loves the industry um, and what it stands for. Uh, I do have uh, a lot of hobbies and I have a dog named Lucy. So she's one of my favorite things that I get to spend a lot of time with. <laughs> awesome. Um, how did kinesiology lead you to sort of this, uh, this job, this career? Well, I originally, when I was going to university, I was also working in the insurance industry part-time and I ended up in a group marketing department, which really opened my eyes to the business world, but it also opened my eyes to some other interests that I didn't realize I had just because my university education didn't really introduce me to that. Uh, following that, it really, uh, started to change my perception of what I wanted to do and, and really changed my direction of, of my career. Uh, following that, I did go work in the not-for-profits. And once I really got a chance to work in the not-for-profit charitable sector, I really understood that I wanted to lead an organization within the not-for-profit. I always felt that that's an area where it was underserviced. A lot of people go to work at the corporate world because typically you can make more money there. Um, and that's true, but you also may not necessarily feel the same impact uh, that you have on the community. And that's sort of how I fell into this by accident. I was at a networking luncheon and I met my predecessor who was retiring and he reached out and asked me to be part of the competition. And uh, seven years later, I'm here. So it's been really great. It Working in this industry and just even working for the WRL, WRLA really does marry um, my passions of giving back to the community, helping to support others. We have a lot of business owners and business leaders who have risked a lot in their lifetime and over their career to build successful businesses, but there's a lot of challenges that they face on a daily basis. And so for us to be able to be a resource and help support that is great. Um, but our members also, our industry builds communities and to be able to support community, community development and, and also participate in philanthropy, which is a really big part of what we do on the side as well. We have a lot of people who donate to various charities. They run different events. They run cycling events. And to be able to come together to give back uh, is a really you know, important part for me as well. So it's been really fantastic uh, to be part of the industry and being an advocate for it is truly something that I am you know, feel very naturally about, particularly since I've had this experience for the last seven years. Yeah, that, uh, that's a, that does sound like a very well-rounded experience, sort of everything you were looking for all came together in this career path, which is wonderful to hear. Um, yeah, you know, I haven't even really talked about the people. The people are fantastic. <laughs> and so, 
And that's truly what kind of keeps everyone uh, within the industry. We always joke that you never really leave, but you do move around. Uh, there are people who leave. We found that out through our labor study. But if there's an opportunity to engage some of those people back after they've had some experience and can contribute, that would be amazing. But that's certainly one area that I haven't talked about is the people and and getting to work with fantastic people on a daily basis is really great, especially when we spend so much time with our work families. Yeah, absolutely. My grandma says, enjoy what you do and the people you work with and you never work a day in your life. So that seems hundred percent. Uh, yep. Ring true. Um, so you were talking <laughs> a bit about, you know, how you build communities and, and support communities and support people who build and support those communities. Um, so is that what the let's go build program is all about and sort of who is that curated for? So the Let's Go Build uh, has been a culmination of a lot of work over the past few years and uh, enter the pandemic, it totally was what we were trying to accomplish. But we first started down the journey of, of talking about the labor issues a few years ago and just talking about how we want, we need to start backfilling the industry and getting some more youth involved. Uh, and we wanted to start attracting talent in to the industry. But if you don't know that this industry exists and, and people are not talking about it, you would find career information if you're not talking about it at home uh, it's really hard to know what's available out there and so we started off with hosting student tours uh, with some students from different colleges because we wanted to really showcase to them the the big picture of the building supply industry and although lumber is in our name and although it's a big part of what we do it's not the only thing that that our members produce manufacture distribute uh, and sell to the general public or contractors or the commercial co construction sector so we really wanted people to understand that there if you were an accountant if you were an hr professional there are definitely opportunities for you to work within this industry and so we wanted to build a brand and a public awareness campaign that really helped us to promote the industry and we came up with let's go build for a lot of reasons and one of them is yes we do build communities our membership is spread across the country but within our uh, direct region, we have over 330 communities that are represented. And when you look at the lumber stores, a lot of them are the heart of those communities. They're the grocery store. Um, they sell you all the building materials. So if you have any natural disasters and you need to rebuild, they're there to support you. And of course, they also typically donate a lot to the community as well. So we, you know, we look at that and we realize how important this industry is to our communities. But we also want to build people up within it. There is so much opportunity once you get into the industry that we really wanted to talk about. Not only are we building those communities, but we're building the people who are within it because we want to be able to offer excellent training. We want to integrate some of that knowledge so that if people realize that they have an entrepreneurial spirit, there's a lot of opportunity for you to start leveling up and, and working towards potentially owning a store. Anyone who owns uh, a business at some point is going to need to think about an exit strategy. And if you have people and if you have those people cultivated within your organization, it makes your planning a little bit easier. And that's where we really wanted to provide a professional face and really bring this industry to the public because we want people to understand the opportunities within it. And even if you're potentially retiring or you're retired, but you want to find, you know, some summer work, there are some of those seasonal opportunities. And so, and you can use that knowledge and, and, you know, there are people who are interested to have those types of folks join them as well. So we didn't want to limit it just to youth. It really is open to 
anyone that has skills or who are looking to be professionals in various areas, marketing, HR, finance, sales, they're engineering. There's so many opportunities within it. And that's how we want to highlight um, the industry. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a, a very well-rounded sort of necessary program that um, I think it's kind of shocking that there's not more of its variety around because like you said, uh, the focus on the labor market recently has been a little bit scary um, or a little <laughs> bit, you know, uh, maybe not so positive. Um, so yeah, providing these sort of resources to people who are, like you said, maybe not building professionals, but who could be um, or could be building professional adjacent uh, it does sound like a really, really great program. Absolutely. And, you know, just to build on that, I, I've spent a little bit of time going to various career fairs because I wanted to really understand what students are looking for as we were starting to build this program because it's been, a, you know, a work in progress. Wanted to get an understanding of who else is out there in terms of how they're promoting their careers, their industries. And it was really unique to see because I kind of saw myself as a, as a young Liz who was, you know, grade nine, I was hell bent. I was going to be a cop. And, you know, there's like everyone going through school at some point in time says they're going to be a police officer, a teacher, you know, something that we're very familiar with um, that we see as kids, but we don't necessarily see the broader picture and watching students go to all the different uniforms that there's almost a pattern you can kind of see it uh, and that's where it's important for us to be able to stand out and for lack of a better word make us look sexy so that people are really interested in in coming to work in the industry because there's a lot of opportunity to be extremely successful if you if you're willing to work for it yeah I agree I think there's also probably um, a lot of stigma around you know working in construction I think is still something that um you know, people are working through, you don't need to always necessarily go to university and get that degree if that's not something right. that is going to work for you. So I think exactly programs like this sort of highlight, you know, the, the glitz and glamour that can be uh, working for yourself and sort of having that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. And you know, that just to talk on that stigma, I think it's also really unfair that that has, has truly happened. I mean, let's think about it. Everyone who has, who likes to come home from the end of the day, loves their home, but those don't just happen by accident. And there is a lot of skill and knowledge that needs to go into building that. So if we can start to change that perception, um, it, you know, we want to be a part of that. And everything, there needs to be so many things that are done. I mean, a lot of you even look at the agricultural industry. I mean, there's, a lot of people sometimes don't think about where their food comes from. Well, the same thing happens when you come home from work in terms of, well, you know, what is involved with us um, building a house? And the pandemic, I think, also opened up our eyes to when the supply chain issues you were at an all-time high uh, really opened up uh, the areas in which we just didn't generally take things for granted, just, just being there and uh, on-time delivery and being able to have that immediate uh, response. So learning through some of that, I think, also helped us at least to appreciate a little bit more uh, what goes goes into the whole home building process or any sort of construction project and the knowledge and skill base that needs to go within it as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, can you talk about some of the benefits of working in the lumber building material and hard, hard goods uh, industry? Oh, for sure. It's uh, well, first of all, if you like uh, challenges, there's opportunity for challenges as well. A lot of problem solving. Um, one of the big benefits, which I saved for last did the first introduction is truly the people and the willingness for people to help others grow within uh, their roles. It There's so much variety. There's so much diversity. I haven't had a day that's been the same. So I can't imagine that anyone else that I work with has had days that have been very, have been the same. So there's a lot of writing work yet 
you know, there's team building, there's the opportunity to participate in a lot of really great cultures and having the opportunity to meet with various members. There's a lot of people who are very focused on excellent culture. They want to make sure that people are getting home to their families and that their families are a priority. Yes, work, we need to work. And yes, we want to do an excellent job, but everybody wants to make sure that that balance is also there so that people have a really good work-life balance and just have a really excellent quality of life. Um, being able to learn about so many things is also uh, a benefit. If you're the type of person who's extremely curious, you're just going to continue to learn a- as much as possible. And we recently built a terminology course and it was good for us even as a team to see that because there's a lot of acronyms that sometimes get used, or maybe there are words that you are familiar with in a different application that have a different meaning when it comes to construction. So there's the opportunity to, to learn some of that and continuously grow We have a lot of great events that bring people together. We've got golf tournaments. We have our trade shows where we have the opportunity to connect business to business, people to people, so they can also start to build their own networking and their own mentorship uh, peers should they choose to do that. There's always new products that are being launched. So coming to our annual trade show helps, you know, gives people that bird's eye view of what's uh, what's going to be new items that they might potentially want to sell. But then they can also get to learn about some new suppliers that they may not have known about or are are wanting to get exposed to. And then, of course, there's the professional development side. If you're interested in continuous learning, there's always those opportunities within it. Uh, And even from a a camaraderie, and this one is is important, this one is uh, close to my heart, is there is a bike ride that is run every year. It's the 10th anniversary, actually. Uh, One of our members and colleagues, Ken Crockett, started a bike ride uh, in the Rocky Mountains to help support Habitat for Humanity and being able to collaborate on those types of things really does, you know, add a little extra value to the work that we do on a daily basis. And from my perspective, also really helps to appreciate, remind us to appreciate what it is that we have. We have, there are so many families who have various challenges uh, in terms of whether they're coming to Canada, whether they're looking to buy a home, they've had different, you know, issues in their life. And to know that there is a support system there so that their families have a safe place to live is really great. Uh, We get to appreciate a little bit of the sweat equity that goes into it as well. So, you know, from that whole scale in terms of if you're really interested in business, you'll get to learn a little bit about that side um, and all those different metrics. You've got great people, you have opportunities to learn, and then you have the ability to really make an impact and, and take pride in some of the projects that you see come to fruition because everyone that works in the industry really is a part of those pieces. Yeah, it really sounds like this is uh, a community building up a community, um, yes. which just sounds sounds like a lot of fun uh, and a lot of hard work, but a lot of fun as well. What contribution? Oh, 100%, 100% it is. We do. There's no question. We do have a lot of fun. Once you start <laughs> yeah. to get to know those people, it's great. And even, you know, we look at our mm-hmm. golf tournaments. For us, they're a fun day out of the office, but we also get to raise money to uh, give education grants. It supports our WRLA Academy, and we also have the ability to give money back to members and their children who are looking to upskill themselves uh, and to further their education. We are there real truly to support them. So to be able to do that and have fun at the same time is a really great way to, to take a day out of the office, connect with your customers and still be able to, um, you know, give back to the community as well. Absolutely. What contributions is the industry making to Canada's economy? Sort of talking a little bit more um, in depth about that. 
It's, you know, it's, it's really significant. There's a lot of different numbers that get thrown out around there, but it's because it is a changing uh, entity. And obviously a lot of people are spending money on renovations. We saw a lot of that happening during the pandemic. So you're looking at over, you know, 140 billion that goes into, uh, you know, in terms of construction every year. And Anything that's produced in Canada then also gives back or has a greater impact on the GDP as well. So, you know, lumber, for example, Canada is known for its natural resources, really important uh, for the economy. And so to keep building uh, is really important, as we see right now with, you know, inflation rates and uh, we're we're starting to see a slowdown, a little bit of a slowdown and it's having an impact. But we know that we're going to have our housing supply is not sufficient. We were going to have more immigration coming in uh, and we're going to need to continue to build so that people have homes and people have a place that they can call home and and a safe place for them to stay. So um, it's a huge impact on the economy. It employs hundreds of thousands of people across the country. And we're anticipating to see a two and a half percent growth over the next couple of years as well. So along with that, we're seeing uh, some people who are going to be retiring. So we need to make sure that we're backfilling those positions. And by raising awareness that the industry exists, we're hoping that we'll be able to start seeing uh, a shift in that piece as well in terms of making sure we've got people who are interested to fill the jobs that we currently have open, but also start looking to plan for the future as well as we anticipate there's going to be some growth. Yeah, so to sort of, um, I guess, follow up on on that last point you made, is there any, or like what type of training or education is needed or can be provided for these sort of new incoming people who maybe don't have the experience um, of being directly from, you know, the construction industry in the first place? That's a great question. So currently what we have in place, um, we we have started some of the back to the basics pieces, which is the terminology course I mentioned. So if you have never worked in the industry, it's a really great opportunity for you to learn about the process and, you know, blueprints and really get an understanding when somebody comes in to talk to you about uh, materials that they need, let's say for a home, you'll have a, a good understanding of what those are. And because it's online, there's the opportunity to reference back to it as needed. Uh, we also have our estimating programs that we've developed as well. And we're also working on a um, a program that's increasing your profitability through yard and warehouse management. Uh, certainly an area where we really want to be able to support our members. Anytime there's movement of product, there's time involved and money. And so we want to help people really build efficient businesses and also give members uh, the opportunity to to send somebody, get the training that they need, and then they can come in and and really hit the ground running. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of training that happens in-house, but that's certainly an area where we're looking to continue to build upon that. And I think the labor study that we just closed off truly highlighted just how important it is for to offer some of those training elements we're going to be adding some leadership development in. We also need to look at the, the building back to basics, the lumber and building materials 101. And really, uh, you know, one thing that we learned during the pandemic is I think a lot of people don't really know where their materials come from, what goes involved in the manufacturing. And when there were shortages of glass, we didn't really know that it's going to impact the amount of, of fiberglass insulation that can be made. So, um, We want to get back to some of those back to basics so that anybody new that's coming in has the ability to pick up uh, really quickly the materials. And then, of course, if they have specific product knowledge sessions, that also then gets done by the manufacturers uh, who are representing the product that those stores are going to be carrying. 
But we also want to make sure that there's the business development within in terms of succession. And, and we talk a lot about succession and, and succession within senior roles. We know that there's going to be a lot of people with, you know, with intellectual capital that they've established over the last 30 and 40 years. We want to be able to harness that so that we can also start to, to make sure that people can be trained and that there's a smooth transition and people can start working on that a little bit sooner. And, you know, some of the, the programs that we're working on too truly are, we're looking to maybe even see if we can get it into curriculum in, in high school, for example, um, because there are seasonal opportunities that need to be filled. And if we can give some of that knowledge and have, you know, kids from high school, uh, you know, working for a summer, you never know where that might lead to. So if we can get them interested and get their eyes open to it, then we have more opportunity to keep. Sorry, my phone just rang at the worst possible time. <laughs> no problem. Uh, we also did a pilot project in uh, in Alberta. And so one of the things that we're trying to do with our Let's Go Build campaign is, well, we're trying to also increase the awareness of the industry and we want our members to, to participate in the program and highlight the careers. We also really want to connect with some of the um, internship type programs that exist in school. We hosted a pilot project with the Calgary Board of Education through their exploratory programs and we had a couple of students who joined one of our members at the cedar shop and also at matree uh, so that they can get some work experience they'll get some credit for that for school but then also get to see uh the industry and, and get to understand what our industry does and to be able to continue to expand that on that is going to be really important for us and, and certainly another part of this program that we're looking to build so we really want it to be a full-scale program where we're starting to get the awareness out to younger ages We'd like to be able to get some of that curriculum within the high school program to at least start, you know, gauging some interest. And then from there, have pathways really nicely laid out that showcase what opportunities lie within, what the training is. And we're going to continue to build on that because that's certainly an area that has been underserved for the industry for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm just even thinking in, in the high school that I went to, there was a sort of a specialized stream you could be in if you wanted to go into sort of you know, media and communications, there was a specialized stream if you wanted mm. to go into the arts. So it almost makes perfect sense to have sort of more of a specialized stream if you wanted to go into some sort of construction field, especially because that seems to be where a lot of job growth is needed. Um, 100%. And also where a lot of job growth is, you know, there's a lot of opportunities. Um, where you did you go to high school? I went to high school in Ajax. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In Durham region. Um, so you know, okay. <laughs> I just had to ask a question because, you know, having those opportunities where you get to explore some of those career pathways, I think are really important. And it goes back to my earlier comment about as kids, when people ask you what you want to be, when you grow up, we always associate it to a career and it's never skills focused. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just because we're just not at that maturity level and the way that things are presented to us, it's different, but I always find it interesting. And I have a niece and nephew who used to love their black and Decker tool set. And we have toys for kids that are tied to construction, but then once they get to school, none of that is ever really talked about. So it would be interesting to see down the road how things could change if we actually start changing the way that we're presenting careers to the younger generations and, and starting to track you know, what, where the changes and where the impact might start to create new pathways for them down the road and, and maybe changing that conversation of what they want to be. Absolutely. I, I think that that's a great idea. Um, can you talk a bit about the opportunities for career growth um, in the industry? 
Oh, for sure. So there's a lot of, you know, when I look at the right now, there's so many job openings available in the, in the industry. I was actually spending a little time on the let's go build site just to see what was open. And there's a lot of entry level positions, but the entry level positions uh, could lead to, to different things. And as I look at uh, what's available, there's certainly opportunity for business development type positions. And if, uh, you know, getting into the entry level, understanding customer service and understanding sort of some of the relationships that um, people, you know, facing the public have, for example, on the retail side, it'll help them to develop it could help them develop some of their skills to perhaps go into sales and and, and different roles within and, and maybe being more operations and so people can start to, to learn that when it comes to even to the vendor side there's a lot of opportunity there as well and there's a lot of sales positions there's a lot of finance positions there's manufacturing and when you look at even just <clears throat> some of the things that we're facing in our environment as well if, if green economy is something that's of interest to you you can work for companies like that or you can be part of creating that change and really understanding how members are are trying to focus on clean manufacturing, what their carbon footprints are and how they're working towards carbon neutral. But, you know, there's also, if you're into, let's say, store design, there's certainly opportunities for that as well because the retail space is also changing. So there's a lot of opportunity to be creative, to be innovative, to take on some social media. And, and some of that training will happen within, but it's certainly, uh, as you start to build your experience, it starts to build your ability to be able to take on more and, and move into different positions. And we do see that. And we've seen people who, you know, work their way up uh, through their various organizations. And some of them have now been, you know, buying into businesses. So it's been really fun to see that actually. And to see people translate the knowledge that they have in terms of working on the vendor side and vendors area, for example, of specialty is really understanding the specifications of their product. And so they're working with various groups of people they need to know the ins and outs. And once you have that knowledge, you can take take that to other areas as well and be extremely accessible. And it's it's been fun to watch some of the members in this industry really grow their career over the last few years. Yeah. Um, so you touched on sort of these members. Where are the member organizations based? And sort of what is the criteria for becoming a WRLA member? So we have three categories of membership. We have our retail membership. We have our associate, which is the manufacturers and the wholesalers distribution. Uh, and then we've also got affiliates, which are people who give, who provide services that are not necessarily directly involved in the industry, but they benefit our industry. Uh, and our membership ranges from, we do have members coast to coast because a lot of manufacturers are, th are based out of, uh, their head offices are based out of other parts of Canada outside of the West. Uh, but we do have of in terms of retail from Northwestern Ontario all the way to Vancouver Island, uh, the Northwest Territories, uh, Nunavut. So we've got the, the Northern provinces there as well that are covered under our membership. That's great. So it sounds like you're kind of all over all over the map, which I'm, I'm sure is, is good for sort of spreading the word about this. Oh, for sure. And, you know, one of the fun things about it too is because the geographical uh, spread that we have. It's really interesting to see how different communities function. Uh, it really gives you, when you get out onto the road, you get an understanding of how it, you know, why things sometimes take so long to get a certain place and, and, and when, you know, how weather really does have an impact on, on people to get their products and those types of things. So it's been really interesting to learn the different challenges and the different benefits that each of the regions have. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so sorry to circle back to something you mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, is yes. there any data from your recent labor market study that you would like to share uh, with our audience today? 
Yeah, absolutely. So one of the one of the things that we discovered is that uh, a majority of the employees that work within the industry are in that 30 to 44 range. Um, and we about 37% of the existing employees do stay within and they they move within the industry. So a lot of people do take that opportunity to potentially grow. I mean, if they're really happy with what it is that they're doing, they're going to stay in that position for a long time. Uh, but we do see that 30% of the people who work in the industry do stay within it. Um, we do, the, the number that we would like to work on a little bit is a 63% that might be leaving. And we don't, we have to drill into that a little bit more. We didn't get a ton of data on that in, in this round of the survey. That wasn't one of our focuses, but certainly something that we want to do a little bit more research on. Uh, and I think really what the key pieces is, is really the training development and, and the career awareness. And that's the two things that really uh, came clear to us as an association who's here to help be a resource for an industry. It gives us focus in terms of knowing that we need to focus on training and development. Uh, if we have more broader um, programs and if we have a structured program, it makes it really easy for members to send their staff or their new staff for training. And if they need to upskill, then they can focus on that as well. And just the lack of awareness that uh, people know of the, of the industry itself. So those are sort of the two key things that came out for us that are critical. We thought that that was the case, but it really validated that we need to, to spend a little bit more time bringing awareness to the industry and also helping to highlight what the what opportunities are within. And right now we're in phase one of Let's Go Build. It's very much a, a public awareness campaign. But as we start drilling down into phase two, phase three, we'll be working on those onboarding plans. Uh, and then we really want to start talking about or showcasing the pathways of employment and really following some of the stories of our members who've been ambassadors for us as well. Yeah, I, I think that's sort of that making it real putting a face to sort of a story or or to a, an experience is something that is a at least it's something that i find very beneficial uh, i learned oh, for sure from other people yeah oh for sure and you know sometimes it's nice to to see what the type of people are who are actually working in the industry because that alone is inspiring and i can tell you that the people that we have uh, that we featured in our videos all inspire me in a different way because I get to work with them on a regular basis. I see the things that they're passionate about and they have a really great way of presenting it and making it appealing to others as well. And each one of them has a really unique story and most of them fell into this by accident. So uh, if we can actually make a change in terms of getting this on the, on the radar, uh, then I think we're going to see a lot more traction. Absolutely. It's nice to see yourself um, visually in a role. Uh, so if you can see that through somebody else, I, I think that that will be a, a great tool as well. Oh, for sure. And you know, one other thing that we're going to see in the next few years in the next, you know, five years, we're going to see about 19% of the industry retiring. So if there are people who are looking for some more technical type positions or who are ready to take their career to the next level, there certainly are those opportunities because a lot of those folks are in more senior positions, senior management, more senior technical type positions, because obviously they've built uh, a knowledge base. So we knew that there was going to be a lot of retirements. I didn't realize that it would be that high, to be honest with you. So that was uh, that was a surprising statistic to see. Yeah, I'll bet. It, I mean, 19% of a whole industry is quite a lot of people. It, it's a lot. Yes. <laughs> That's sure a lot. That, I'm sure that the actual number is a little more staggering than just reading 19%. Uh, yeah. And, you know, just so that also get another area where it gives us focus where we're talking about the success 
passion within the roles and, you know, getting people to understand how the operations work. And if you've got, it doesn't matter what type of business you are, everyone needs to sort of understand the different levels within their business. If they're looking to step into a more senior role, you'll need to understand the finance piece, how to read financial statements, those types of things, you know, really understanding what your, what your values are, what your brand is as an organization and, and those types of things. So we want to be able to help uh, build and cultivate some of that knowledge and, and skills so that people are prepared to take things over and, and hit the ground running. Absolutely. Um, is there somewhere where people can find out more about your labor market study um, and just about the WRLA in general? Absolutely. We just launched a webinar last week, which uh, highlighted some of the statistics from our labor study. We will be posting it onto our website. I don't think it's there yet, but I'll make sure that that gets up very quickly. And if people are interested to learn more about the WRLA, our organization can be found at wrla.org. And that's, you can also launch onto our Let's Go Build campaign from there as well, which really talks about the campaign. And on that site there, people can engage with various opportunities. It doesn't matter where you are. Let's say if you're in BC, Alberta, you can sort and filter jobs based on the province uh, in which you're looking to work. Uh, and then from there, all the opportunities can be listed there. We have driven any opportunities that exist are going to be located on member websites. We felt it was really important for job seekers to be able to click on a potential organization that they want to work for so they can learn more about them, understand what it is that they do, and then determine if they want to proceed with submitting that application. So there's a lot of information that can be uh, consumed there. So encourage anyone to take a look and, you know, it's a great opportunity if there are people who work in construction and who might be, you know, physically not able to do the job anymore, there certainly are opportunities to transfer some of those skills and that knowledge base. And so I think that's one thing that we really uh, appreciate about our industry is that there's a lot of transferable skills from other industries that can, can contribute and benefit an organization here and the individual as well. So we wanted to make sure that this is an open door for people to explore. I like that phrase, an open door for people to explore. I yeah. Think that's, uh, <laughs> I think it's very catchy and I think it, it rings very true. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Liz. This has been uh, a great episode um, and I will, I will, I hope you have a wonderful day. Well, thank you so much. It was really great to join you. I appreciate the time. Thanks. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Hammer. You can find episodes online at CanadianContractor.com or subscribe on your favorite podcasting service. The Hammer is presented by Canadian Contractor Magazine.